Hello, I'm T.S. Bangler, TLC Barrels, Keystone Heights, Florida, and welcome to my podcast. Today, we're going to talk about rider's cues, not just in competition, but in training as well. Basically, <clears throat> there's five ways that I communicate with my horses. One, with my eyes, two, with my voice, three, with my body, four, with my hands, and five, with my legs. The main two cues that I want to be using in training and competition are eyes and body, and then let voice, hand, and leg back that up. So let's start at the top. Basically, your eyes are so important. The saying of where you look is where you go is very true. So no different than driving a truck or a four-wheeler. If you're driving, you don't look up at the clouds in the sky or at the trees at the neighbor's yard. As you go down the road, you're looking between the lines or on the the trail that you're on. And you're watching for potholes or animals to cross the road. You're paying attention to exactly where you want to go. And it's no different on a horse. Look between their ears. Don't look down their neck. When you look down their neck in a circle or a turn, what happens is you cause them to front load the shoulder, lose their pocket or their circle, and it puts them off balance because your eyes, where your eyes look, your body tends to follow. So look between the ears, make sure you're sitting square on your horse, and when you're in a straight line, look 20 to 30 feet ahead. When you're in a circle or a turn, you're gonna look at your quarter turns. So in competition, when I come down the alleyway, I make sure I'm lined up with third. I know if I have a long or short score. I know how long I wanna look up the middle of the pin before I head to my arc. And then I look at my spot one, the entrance. Then I look at my spot two, the backside. If I'm on a horse, I wanna snap and fire out. I'll start to look up for my next barrel or next spot. Um, like second or third or looking for home the alleyway and if I'm on a horse that can drag a barrel leaving because they're real turny I'll make sure I look at spot three and make sure that I focus on making sure I give them that complete room around the barrel before we fire out so we don't take a barrel when we leave and um, so eyes are very important in competition <clears throat> that's where I look In training, same thing. I'm looking where I want to go in straight lines or in quarter turns between their ears and always slightly ahead of your horse so that you're being a very specific uh, rider, not vague. Secondly is my voice. I talk to my horses a lot. You don't have to, but I find when I talk to my horses, they do what I ask. Then I don't have to use as much hand cue with them. So... Um, I may say good boy or good girl when they're doing good. I may tell them to quit when they're not. I tell them easy when they're nervous. Maybe when we're walking around a barrel or when going up the alleyway or heading to the arena for our run. Um, I may say easy when I want them to slow down, depending on how sensitive they are. Whoa, obviously I want them to know whoa from the ground and in the saddle so we can have a loose rein stop. In competition, if a horse doesn't, you know, understands the difference between woe in training and woe in competition, I'll say woe for rate and hey or here for turn. If woe is something that really means 11s in the ground to your horse, when you sit, you may just say hey or here. 
Um, so I'll talk to my horses. Whoa, here, and then smooch or kiss to get out of my turns to drive out. And if I do all of that in my slow work, they'll understand what it means in competition. So voice to me is a very effective way to communicate with my horse as well. Um, again, praising them at the end, keeping them calm at the beginning, and talking to them for rate, turn, and hustle throughout my pattern. And I also do the same thing in my training so it flows over into competition. So then we have our body. That's extremely important. Um, when I'm sitting neutral on my horse, my hips, heels, and shoulders are even. And my ribs are just upright. My um, body is square. So if I'm looking between my horse's ears, my hips and shoulders are square. And that's for straight lines. If I want to rate my horse or woe my horse, my body position is going to change. If I sit deep on my pockets and the back of my saddle and let my ribs fall into my hips, my horse will feel my body change and sit deep in that saddle. Um, and they're going to know if my legs are on that I just want collection. But they're going to know if my legs come off and I, and I sit deep and say, whoa, I want them to stop on a loose rein. So my body is very important. If I want my horse to go faster, I'm going to sit up a little bit more. Sit up to me means letting my shoulders get slightly in front of my hips. Not so much that I lose my balance or I'm over their withers, but enough they feel that slight roll forward on my thighs where my shoulders are slightly in front of my hips. I may do that leaving a turn. I may do that running home. I may do that down the alleyway depending on the horse that I'm on. A true push horse, you're going to sit up more. A horse that's really anticipating their turns, you're going to sit up more. Uh, so if you have a horse you want to, that's laid back, you can practice sitting up in your big circles, sitting neutral in your medium circles, and sitting very deep but adding your legs in your small circle so that they'll understand go cue, rate cue, and then turn cue. So that's how we would communicate to our horses to go fast or to slow down or to stop. Or if we're sitting neutral, just keep at the speed that we're currently at. But now here comes the tricky part. When we want our horses to do a circle versus a snappy turn. If I'm working a circle and I want to keep that circle pretty, I'm going to have my weight in my outside hip or outside stirrup or both. And that's going to help communicate with my horse to keep that circle correct. So my body's square, my weight's in my outside hip and stirrup, but then when I'm ready to fire or get tighter and leave tighter of my turn, so let's say I want to go in wide and come out tight, when I'm ready to come out tight, I sit back deep on my inside hip and I let my inside shoulder come back a little on that circle. That's going to give me my snap, it's going to set that pivot foot and gonna fire out better. So we have to learn when to use our body. If our horse is really rating a barrel, of course we're gonna sit up more. If our horse is not rating the barrel, we're gonna sit deeper. If our horse started their turn nice but now needs to snap out and finish, we're gonna fall to that, not fall, but sit deep on that inside hip and shoulder, and that's gonna set your horse's back pivot foot and hip to snap back with you. So those are basically your body cues. Your hips can do everything. Now, when you practice 
circles and the pattern, start teaching your horse to work off your hips. When you walk the barrel pattern, if you're on your outside hip and stirrup and keeping your shoulders square to spot one and spot two, they should keep your pretty circle. But when you get from spot two to spot three on first and third and spot three on second, because that's a full turn, then you'll sit back on that inside hip and they should start snapping out just from sitting back onto your inside hip. I'm not saying lean, I'm not saying be out of line with your horse. I'm talking about very small changes that you can feel while you're in the middle of your horse, just from outside hip to inside hip, and maybe softening ribs or shoulders slightly back, okay? So that is your body cues. Now, with all of those cues, you may only need one or two at times, and you may need five at times, especially when you're training a young horse. You may use a combination of all five cues depending on their sensitivity and how they respond better. All right, so we're gonna talk about legs now. Legs, I usually use inside leg by the shoulder to soften the shoulder and ribs, to pick up the shoulder and soften the ribs to the outside. I usually use outside leg by the back cinch to push the hip in or to keep impulsion. I'll use outside leg by the front cinch to straighten my shoulders, leaving a circle to a straight line or leaving a barrel after we snap, or when I ask for the snap out. So legs can help a lot. Legs can help you with side passing to open and close a gate. Legs will help you with a rollback. That's very important as well. So that's your leg cues. Your horse should move away from pressure or soften to pressure. A little leg, will soften. A lot of leg, you'll get a lateral movement. So if I'm face flexing in straight lines, I just use a little bit of pressure. If I'm wanting a lateral movement like pole bending or an X across the arena, I'm going to use a lot more leg. Now, hand and leg should go together. If I'm using a leg cue, I'm using a hand cue. So two legs is generally to go, okay? So let's say I want them to, to fast trot, so I may be posting with a little bit of energy of my leg on and off, always using give and take. My reins will be in the go position, okay? So we'll talk about hands in a minute. But first of all, um, when I go to go into a turn, I'm normally going to use a little inside leg going in to soften the shoulder and the rib. Then I may use outside leg coming out by the, um, front cinch to straighten shoulders by the back cinch in the turns if I need to keep the hip engaged at a canter. I may also use scissor legs. Some horses need a lot more help. Like I mentioned, your stiff horse will probably need more inside leg. Your rubber neck horse may need scissor legs to keep the ribs and shoulders soft but keep that hip driving in. So scissor legs is just inside leg front cinch, outside leg back cinch. And legs should always be used with give and take pressure. When you feel a horse yield a shoulder or yield a hip, um, like if you stop at the barrel and want to put their hip in, as soon as they take one step, you release that pressure. That's the reward. The horses are just looking for the pressure to go away. So as soon as they try, you release. Always ask with a pound of pressure and then move up to 10 if they don't remember to ask ask again and then take so increase the pressure if they ignore 
So that's the concept with that. So that basically covers your legs. Now we're talking about your hands. I probably have six hand cues, but three main ones. My main cue for go, if I have two hands on the reins, will be extend my arms forward along the mane towards the ears, no higher than horn high, no lower than withers, just right above the mane line. That's my go cue, where my elbows are not quite locked, but definitely extended out. And if I lean forward with my shoulders, they get the go cue there as well. Not a lot, but just a little bit of that roll forward. Now, if I want to rate when I sit on my pockets and soften my ribs into my hips and I'm sitting deep in that saddle, my hands are automatically going to come back two or three inches with my body position changing. So that is going to be my rate cue. If I'm going to a barrel or in a circle and they don't rate down or I'm working on transitions, then I'm going to bump a two-hand check and I'm going to, in slower hold that bump until they come back to me. As soon as I feel it, I'll release it. In competition, I'm going to bump release. If I don't feel it, I'm going to bump release again until I do feel it. And remember, you have to sit and talk to them when you add that rain cue. That way they know they've got all three cues coming if they need it. Two hand checks are generally better than one hand checks to set a horse on their butt. So if you have one that can let their hip get out, ride two hands, rate two hands. Don't go to the horn until you're ready up into the turn, somewhere between your rate spot and your entrance of the turn when your leg gets to the barrel. So one hand checks can be done with a horse that's already very collected that keeps their front feet and back feet on the same tracks. So um, one hand checks can be done after a two hand check as well. You can do a two hand check at your rate spot and a one hand bump to start your turn and to finish your turn. So that's the next cue we need to talk about. In slow work, I will have a hand up and back one inch for vertical and lateral collection and flexion. So by coming back and up one inch on the left side, my, no my horse should break in the pole a little and give their nose laterally. Then, I can also, if my horse is lazier and they won't keep forward motion, I can do that flex cue of up and back an inch from a neutral position or a go hand cue position. So we have three hand positions, go, rate, and then woe. So that gets you back to the saddle horn for the woe. The rate's slightly in front of the saddle horn. And then your go cue is a few inches up your mane towards the ears. Now you can do your other three cues of the flexion cue, which is up and back an inch from the go position on your lazy horse, from the neutral position on a horse that already has nice collection, just needs the flexion, or from the horse that does get strung out and needs lateral and vertical collection together. Again, it's back and up one inch, never behind your saddle horn, never above your horn, never cross your withers. You're in a six inch rectangle in front of your saddle horn. Don't plow rein out to the side. Don't lift up to your chest. Don't cross those withers. You may have to adjust your split reins where your hands are on your reins in slow work. You may have to adjust your competition reins where when the engine straps engage, they barely touch the saddle horn. That will vary on how much a horse's head goes up or their collection when they're loping circles. So the best way to tell your rein fit is usually lope circles. If you can ride one hand and not have to move your hand, more than an inch up or back to communicate with your horse, the better. 
So that would be your hands. So we talked about hands, we talked about legs, we talked about body, we talked about eyes and voice. So when I run barrels, if I can communicate with just two cues, that's what I'm going to do, eyes and body. But they may need me to talk to them again for the rate or the turn or the hustle out. They may need my hand cues with my leg cues. So let's say I wanna start my turn at spot one. I may do a quick bump of my hand with my inside leg to soften them and prepare them to start their turn when my leg clears the barrel. That will give me my first stride from spot one to spot two in competition. And then I give the rein back. I give them back that release so that they can get from spot one to spot two. And then when I get from spot two to spot three, I might bump again and this time I'll go from my outside hip to my inside hip or sitting in the middle of my horse to my inside hip to help them with my inside hand and my inside hip to snap and fire out tight of that turn. And I may even need to add my outside leg. If you have a horse that tends to not keep their line straight and kind of rainbows out, you're gonna use outside leg between the barrels. If you have a horse that wants to get in on top of a barrel, you're gonna use more inside leg. If you have a horse that's pretty honest and goes in a straight line to their spot, then you may just drive with two legs to your position. You do wanna start driving your horse, whether that's body, voice, and leg, and reins forward, or just body and reins forward. It's that first stride out of the barrel, from spot three out, they should be getting to top speed. So that way you have time to let them prepare two strides from the next barrel to gather their stride to be able to have a tight turn. Some horses will rate themselves, others will need your help. So again, that's when you'll change your body position, add your voice and your rein cues to help them with their rate. And then again, usually it's inside leg going into a turn and outside leg coming out of a turn for most horses. There will be those occasional horses that need a little bit different, but that's pretty standard. So that basically covers rider's cues in training and in competition. Obviously it's going to vary for most horses based on their sensitivity um, and how they are if they're stiffer versus rubber neck. A rubber neck you're going to need to keep more balance rein on them and use more inside leg to keep that shoulder out. You don't want to get too much nose on that kind of horse. It's more about keeping the shoulder and rib out so the hip and pivot foot stay in. You may have to use scissor legs. On your stiff horse, you may be using more inside hand and leg because you need to get more supple and you may be having to shape them in your slow work every eighth of a turn versus every quarter of a turn because they just are stiffer one direction than the other direction or possibly both. Um, so anyways, those are rider cues and we will get more into when to apply them and um, how in further segments but I just wanted to basically get where we talked about the five main rider cues and obviously if I can communicate with my horse with just two that's what I'm gonna do but at any given take it may be more the most important thing you have to remember with your riding cues is you want to be like a dance team the horse being the girl and you the rider being the guy you're going to lead and they're going to follow. You're going to say go, they should go. You're going to say rate, they should rate. You're going to say turn, they should turn. Or in the case of a circle, you're going to say soften, they should soften. And you'll keep doing that in either four quarter turns or every eighth of a turn. And 
Basically, you don't want to do their job for them. In the beginning, you may be doing a lot more than they are. It could be 80-20 on a young horse. As your horse becomes more seasoned and more finished and they have more buttons, it becomes 60-40. And then one glorious day, you'll become a team and it will be 50-50. You do your job and they'll do their job. So thank you for tuning in. Remember to always ride with heart, to believe in yourself. And remember, every day that you do something, that's one step closer to getting to your goals and chasing your dreams. Thank you.